Well, I can't believe it, but we've actually finally done it. We've managed to produce an episode that's so late, uh, it's over a month old. Um, I couldn't have done it without the support of all my friends and family, and I'm just so grateful. Uh, but please, enjoy the episode. And welcome to uh, Pig Ignorant Gamers number 35 with uh, me, Graham Goring. And me, Dave Williamson. Uh, oh, no, unfortunately, um, Mark Foster has got a dose of the worst STI. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true, he's just feeling it. He's, he's got chills and they're multiplying, um, but we don't think he's in... Is it Greece that that one is from? Chills, they're multiplying. I, got I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, Mark is unfortunately ill today and um, just got the shivers going to the shops. So he didn't think he could make it to my house because there's a bit of a walk. And frankly, it is pissing miserable out there today uh, as we record. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, no Mark. No Mark. So um, uh, we're just going to, we're going to rumble through this. We're, we'll get it all done in no time. We'll be out of your hair in, I reckon, about 30 minutes. <laughs> Um, which is good. Uh, obviously, start with the news. Big news. I quit my job. That's it. I mean, obviously, I'd done the quitting last time, but today is the second day that I am officially uh, not employed. I'm not an indie yet, though, because the missus has told me I'm not allowed to work on the game this weekend so that I look forward to it on Monday and dig right in. As so opposed so to... are you going to do, like, the 9 to 5, Monday to Friday? Yeah. You, are you a very disciplined person? No. Right. <laughs> I am going to be undone by my procrastination. That is, that is, I'm, I'm genuinely worried about it. But I'm also hopeful of the fact that, you know, I kind of have to do this. I can't just dick around watching Trisha because I don't think that <laughs> exists Trisha, anymore. How old are you? I'm very old. I think we've, we've established that I'm very old. <laughs> Trisha. Um, all right. I mean, you're aware of what Trisha is, so you're just as old. Yeah. Um, you're going to be watching Vanessa as well. <laughs> no, I will watch Quincy though, as I have <laughs> I have got the first five seasons and all of Columbo. Um, no, so so that that I mean that I'm I'm worried about, and so I have to be very conscious of that and get shit done. But the thing is, I, you know, it, I, I'm going to be making a game that I've always wanted to make. So that's and useful. Hopefully, it's a game everyone's wanted to play. Everyone, I think not. Um, but as long as, you know, enough people like, you know, dumb jokes and platforms and puzzles, like proper puzzles, as opposed to, oh, there's a, it's a door with a lock on it and there's a, a picture of a mouse on the door and there's this key with a picture of a mouse on it. Not that shit. Um, that, uh, other, you know, things get away with. Funny enough, the, the game I've actually been, I'm going to review this month, which I fucking love. Uh, it's brilliant, but it's it's not brilliant because of its puzzles. That's for sure, as shit cakes. Um, yeah. So so yeah, that's that's happening, and that's uh, that's that's terrifying, um, but really exciting as well. So uh, tomorrow, I'm gonna I'm gonna crack on. Uh, also means I suppose I'll be able to turn around these podcasts a lot faster. I relieve alert. I relieve alert. So some of the yeah right. What? No, I, I didn't say I would. I said it means I could, I can. I don't know. I may have made a statement there. Well, anyway, the point is that you know I can I can get this done 
well, it would be tomorrow, except I'll be making the Mrs. Uh, Valentine's present tomorrow, um, which is going to take quite a bit of time. So, uh, yeah. Uh, as you can see, start as you mean to go on, immediately distracted by another <laughs> task. Uh, but, you know, an important one. Um, yeah. So, um, news. Okay. So, uh, this is, these are not in any particular order of kind of importance, but my favorite game of all time, Castlevania, Simply the Night. Um, but we've not heard anything from Castlevania for quite a while. Uh, in fact, I really want another 2D game. This isn't about this. This is about the fact that Netflix are making a TV series of Castlevania. Apparently it's going to be well violent, which is the correct amount of violent. Is it, is it live action? No, no, animated. Animated. Yeah. Um, and it's being written by Warren Ellis, who is a man who has a very high opinion of himself and other people do as well. So, so that's good. I don't know if I've actually read any Warren Ellis stuff. I feel like I must have because I've read more than three comic books and he has written many, 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 many of them. Um, so and I'm looking forward to that a lot. It sounds, uh, you know, like it could be a decent adaption. Uh, adaptation? Adaption. I always forget which is the right one. Um, that one. Which one? That one. Okay. <laughs> that's that sorted. Um, but that's happening. So that's quite a call because. Because obviously the last uh, movie, uh, video game adaptation was the or adaptation or whichever uh, was the shitty Assassin's Creed movie. Um, so yeah, that was not good. I haven't seen it, but given that I don't like the games, I can't imagine I was going to love the movie uh, as well. You seen it? Nope. What was the last movie you watched? Well, uh, Finding Dory, I think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Why, why did you see? I mean, I mean, I love Pixar, but why that? I have no idea. Okay. Do, I mean, you make conscious choices, though, right? No, the missus chooses. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Oh, she wouldn't go see one of the film I like. <laughs> oh, so how do you see the films that you like? I don't generally. Oh, oh, Dave. Uh, no, I tell you, the last one was Rogue One. That I went to see. Okay, well there you go. That's that's within a, a month or so. That was yeah, good, okay. wasn't it? Yeah, oh, I enjoyed that. That was fun. Uh, lots of explosions in it and, and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Good. Okay. Oh, but it's not very often that you get to see a film that you particularly like. No, not often. I feel like we've got to it, make it a, make it a film club here now. It doesn't bother me that much because um, for for years I saw every single film that came out as part of my job. Yeah. And. Sometimes you just get film fatigue. Yes, yes. So, like, mm. even good films, I was like, oh, that was mediocre. Just because I'd seen so many films. Oh, right, blimey. I wouldn't want that. No. Um, okay, right, fair enough. Takes the joy out of it when you have to do it for work. Uh, it, yes. No, th that, that's very true. Thus, <laughs> you know, I couldn't find the energy. And also, legally, I couldn't actually make my own game when I was employed at a TZ, because obviously... Um, that was in the old contract. You can't, you know, Warner would have owned it. So that's why I did absolutely no work on the game up until now. <laughs> <coughs> uh, right. Okay. Second thing. Oh, so there was this FIFA gambling thing. Um, basically there was some channel, uh, and they were advertising this. Oh, look, you can, you can gamble on FIFA games and you spend FIFA coins on them, which are an unreal currency, but you have to pay real money to buy that currency. And that's how it, there's this, it's not a legal gray area, really. It is, it is very much rum. And, uh, they were, they were, you know, prosecuted and found guilty. 
and the two chaps between them have been fined with fines totaling £265,000, uh, which is good because, frankly, they were preying on kids. Yeah, uh, they were specifically targeting children, even though they claimed they weren't. Yeah. There was some kid who, who lost like 480 quid in a day or something, some 14-year-old, which is fucking ridiculous. So uh, I'm glad because I think they made about 90-odd thousand profit, 96,000 profit, I think they made on it so i like the fact that their fine is obviously you know two and a half times that and, and then some because because hopefully it will act as a deterrent because of, it wasn't that long ago we had the exact same thing with the the counter-strike skins that was yeah. happening in america um so yeah frankly preying on kids scum i'm glad it happened to them um and and fingers crossed they haven't got enough people on youtube following them to to make it back like because that that counter-strike guy he just went on youtubing didn't he yeah. um i seem to i seem to recall with his very half-assed apology showing off all these worldly wealth yeah um but that's just how things happen in america i guess um so that's happened in the uk um and and hopefully it'll put off other people from doing the same thing uh unless i can find a way of doing it um that isn't illegal <laughs> in which case um it won't put me off um e3 you know e3 the electronic entertainment expo i've so heard of it it's uh it's open to the public next year um which uh yeah tickets early bird 150 dollars. it's not bad is it i mean considering it's what gamescom is 20 euros so it's uh massively more and if you don't get an early bird it's 250 dollars. and i don't see that it's going to solve their problem i mean obviously they have this issue that there's less money being brought in because there are less companies going there but I think, if anything, it's going to expose to the public just how fucking empty that place is. Because I went last year, and half of one of the halls was uh, a ghost town. Um, and Well, half of both of the halls, really. Um, yeah, I don't... The, I, from what I hear, the expo isn't very good anyway. It's No, it's not. It's, it's There's no point going. Because I, I was there, obviously, with work, so I didn't have much time to go and do things. But because I was there with work, I could get in before... And so that enabled me that it meant once a day I could basically go and see something. And uh, that's how I managed to play Zelda because we were queuing up before everyone else got in. And in fact, they let us in before the show opened, um, sort of effectively to do a dry run, I guess. And uh, it, that was great because as soon as those doors opened, fucking <laughs> hell, people charged in to get in that queue. So even if you spend $150, you, chances are you'll be able to play about, you know, two of the games that you really want to see. Because cause it'll take fucking hours and hours and hours and hours to queue for the damn thing. Um, plus, it's, you know, it's in downtown LA, which is not a great place. It's hot as balls. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I, it's, it's gonna, it's the crappiest thing. It seems ridiculous. What I do like is they have actually formalized the, effectively the, the, the system whereby you can be a member of the public. And go in. Whereas previously you had to make a shitty blog up. Oh, hello. Someone's buzzing. <laughs> um, you had to make a shitty blog and, and get in that way by pretending to be a journalist. Um, which, you know, a lot of journalists pretend to be journalists, but, but it was even more obvious, um, with these ones. Um, so could we start getting into places as journalists? No, yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, excellent. I mean, you know what? I mean, we've been going over three years. Um, our output has been consistent <laughs> in how bad it is. 
so there's that. Um, I see no reason why we couldn't, you know, parlay this into a couple of free tickets. Uh, Ma- I see press passes for us at GDC next well, year. You know, now I don't want, you know, for Warner, I, I, I suppose I can do that. <laughs> That's, oh, oh, yeah. I like the sound of this. <laughs> I should start approaching people. I mean, I'd love to probably spend more than five minutes on the fucking website. Um, make it look a bit fancier. What if I start posting? Oh, I can't be asked with this. I'm going to be making a damn game. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I think that's, 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 that's interesting that they have finally relented. It'll be just like ECTS was in London, really, because you could get into that, you know, pretty easily back in the day. Um, and I assume it'll be just part of the, the eventual down, downward slide of it as more and more people abandon it in terms of publishers. Um, but you will be able to play some 3D porn games or something like that. So there's that. That was one of the most popular stands last year was the Naughty America VR stand, uh, basically 3D porn. Right. So people were, yeah, queuing for a go on that. I don't understand why. It's, uh, it's odd. Um, oh, hello. Something just slipped. Um, what else <laughs> happened? Oh, uh, speaking of porn, funnily enough, uh, there's a, there's a, a place called, uh, Kimochi, which I saw it on Kotaku. That that it's basically crowdfunding, but just for dirty, dirty games, dirty, filthy, bad games for dirty, bad people. Um, and it, I mean, you go on there, and it's literally there's a game that's basically Advance Wars, oh, plus fucking. Um, but it's all sort of just hentai stuff that they've drawn themselves. So, to be honest, when I when I play Advance Wars, that's that's what I feel it's missing. Is the fucking? Yeah, yeah. It's basically, you beat an enemy, and then you can fuck them. Apparently. But what I think is actually quite nice about this is that inadvertently they are making a lot of uh, games with great accessibility, given that they are designed to be played with only one hand. <laughs> um, <laughs> inadvertently, yeah, they're doing a really good, really good work. And for people who are going blind. <laughs> Absolutely as well. I mean, God bless them. Maybe that's the, the real motive behind this. Um, but most of them aren't really asking for much at all. It's not like, you know, Kickstarter where you got deluded six-year-olds asking for half a million for their tatty piece of paper idea. Um, yeah, they're mostly asking for like, you know, five grand or so. But basically, almost every single one of them is basically, oh, I said basically a lot. Um, <laughs> what What's the easiest to clone game? Yeah, done that. And then we add fucking to it. Um, a mini game where you can, you know, flick the nipples uh, and stuff like that. It's it's very odd. Um, but it, you know, if, if it gets that filth off of Kickstarter, then I'm okay with that. Um, I feel like we should probably add it to our Kickstarter roster. <laughs> so we're gonna no. have Kickstarter, shit starter, um, spit roast starter. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, filth. What I like actually, there's one of them that ha- I, I can't remember what it's called, but it had the art, and it said like, so there'll be different versions of the art. So there'll be one that's not as naughty, and there'll be one that's naughty. And the not as naughty one, lady being spit-roasted, apparently, but she was wearing a negligee, so that made it less naughty. Um, yeah, insane. Um, but, you know, it's some people like it. If it stops them raping, it's for the better. Um, I suppose the big news this weekend, really, and the timing of this is beautiful. So I decided to go indie, and the first thing I read upon turning on Eurogamer is that Steam have dropped green light. And I feel like, ooh, this does not all go well. Um, uh, but yeah, so they're getting rid of Steam, uh, Greenlight. They're chasing it with Steam Direct. And, uh, what do you think of that, Dave? Well, very little is known about it. 
That's, well, no, that's the first thing. Twitter exploded. That is not how you it. do a hot take. <laughs> Twitter exploded about it, but to be honest, there's not that much known about it. Well, you see, because the thing I thought there were some some solid things, and and it turns out they're not. Like I was thinking, it's definitely between two hundred and five thousand dollars per project. But it turns out that, as you say, if you you read the blog post, yeah, and they said um, they um, surveyed developers uh, how much it should cost mm. and. The responses they got back were from between one hundred dollars and five thousand dollars. Yeah. Nowhere do they say that it will be that. Yeah. You can and you can tell that it's, that's that's weird because I would have thought I'm surprised they said it was between those things because I imagine there were other people who said zero dollars. Yeah. No minus one hundred dollars. <laughs> you pay me to put games on there because it's the only way to make money out of fucking Steam now. Yeah. Um. So so yeah I mean. I don't know how I feel about that because obviously this is going to be something that I go into. I am hopeful that I have a publisher by the time it, this rolls around, but but unknowns about this is a little bit a little bit nerve wracking. You see, Steam is just a delivery system, really. Yeah. Um, before Greenlight, the appeal of Steam as an indie developer was the exposure you got from it. Yeah, I but mean, since, it worked out incredibly for you. Yes, but it, since Greenlight. The exposure aspect has um, completely vanished. Like, unless you're lucky enough to be one of the featured games, you get very little exposure. Yeah. Well, I th- but I think it's kind of being on Steam legitimizes you. Like, I I know there's itch.io, but I've never bought a game on there. And like, I, and I wouldn't. I just think, oh, if I want it, if it's on a PC, Steam. Yeah, a lot of people want their their games all on Steam. Yeah. And so it's. I mean, they should just open it up. Yeah. I mean, I suppose, yeah, does I mean, it matter that it has a ton of shovelware on it that you never ever see? I suppose, I, mean, I suppose the, the people this really affects is the people who don't, whose games don't get discovered. Because, you know, in theory, cream will float to the top. As do dead bodies. <laughs> um, but it, the thing is, there's so, if there's so much being put out, and there's, there's quite a lot of it's, you know, pretty good. That's but that's, the that's the thing now, the, the, the whole, exposure part of steam has gone now anyway hmm. i think that's lost forever so you might as well just open it up to everyone now. yeah i feel yeah i suppose it's basically just how you get it in their hands everything everything else is what you do before you launch isn't it it's, hmm. it's about putting out your gifts every damn week and and making sure that you're you know on the threads to be seen on i mean i know that i, I have a, you know a very a very specific plan of action in terms of how i'm going to go about publicizing uh, my game as I make it, um, and uh, yeah, there's uh, it's it, it's it's quite a bit of work, and it is making you know making sure that I have a, a hell of a big following before I go and do you know a Kickstarter or launch or whatever. It's um, it's tough. Big part of it. Could do a big burp now. Wasn't that big, FYI. <laughs> Didn't even have to edit it out. Um, but I mean, are you worried about it at all or? Well, I've kind of missed Greenlight, so in the sense that I re- yeah I got on Steam before Greenlight and haven't released a, green- a game during the Greenlight era. Yes, and so I don't. Know, it doesn't really make much difference, I don't think. Mm. I mean, what they're saying is they're going to kind of vet the developers. Yeah, um, in the sense of that they say it's like opening a bank account; they will check you're an authentic developer. Yeah, but I, I could be a meth. You're making meth in my bathtub and open a, um, a bank account. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, it's not going to be like Nintendo where you had to have like a proper office and stuff like that before you get a dev yeah, kit. That was in the, the stupidest days. requirement. I know it was for... ridiculous, but because um, I, I, I get the feeling that it's like, oh, so you got hundred dollars, or oh, then you're a developer. I feel like it's going to be like that, and you know, as long as you've given yourself a name and set up a business. I mean, Steam are just trying to make it as easy for themselves as possible. Yeah. And I can't say I blame them, because maybe the reason they've done fuck all, other than Steam, in the last, you know, God knows how long, is because they've been so busy with bloody Steam. Um, yeah. I assume that's where most of their money comes from these days. Uh, yeah. And, and a lot of it. For sure. Well, funny, the Eurogamer had this story saying, why Valve has no interest in making console games? And I thought, I didn't think they had an interest in making games full stop. <laughs> Just because I haven't seen one from them. But apparently they promised to make three full VR games. Now, whether that means three full games, as in a big game, or three games that are just fully VR, that are VR'd up to the tits, I don't know. Um, because... And know, are they just doing that to push um, Vive? I, well, yeah, but also I get the feeling it's kind of also to figure out the sort of the extent of the art form and also figure out the, the best means of interaction. I think, you know, they're wanting to build games and then find out how it may well be that new peripherals are going to come from this. Um, you know, which is kind of annoying because I suppose it means that they, they are leaving a trail of white elephants behind them, <laughs> like the Steam Controller. I just got one of those second hand because I figure I'll need to actually support it anyway. Um, it's a good idea to, oh shit, well that's 30 quid down the drain. Dave, <laughs> Dave was shaking his head. Um, um, but you know, well, you know, the more things I can support, the better anyway, I think. That's fair to say. Um, but, but yeah, then it'll be the case that, you know, the, the Vive controls, you know, the nice new controls will be like, no, it turns out you want the Vive control too. That's it, because it has the little the pinky button or something. I suppose the best way to test it, uh, the VR setup, is in real world situations. So. Yeah, make a nice game, yeah. and and you know make it interactable. Because you know they, they are. If only to... they'd have done that with the Steam controller. Yes, yeah, I, I that is, it was a really weird misstep because those those touchpads are just doggo, and they could they could have with with the. Um, Xbox dropping the ball with their new controller, mm. uh, it not being as easy to use on PC. Uh, PC, they could have really took the controller market. Yeah, the PS4 ones they plug in straight away. Don't yeah, they? the PS4 is becoming the new standard for PC gaming. See, that's because just because you can't. Well, they they've stopped making the 360 ones, haven't they? Yeah, I love the 360. It's such a good pad. Um, yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes of it, but. Frankly, I'll, I'll, I'll believe that they'll actually produce new games when they actually produce new <laughs> games because, because, you know, they have form when it comes to saying they're going to do something and they're not doing it. Um, what's quite nice is, uh, there was a game a while ago called, um, The House Abandon, which I was telling Dave about that you didn't play, which is basically a typing adventure, except you're typing it into a computer that's on the screen and then stuff in the game on the screen starts sort of affecting the real world. And it's nice and spooky. Um, and, uh, it was a little free game by No Code, but they've, they've polished it up, they've remastered it, made it biggerer, one would assume, um, and created three other ones of the same ilk, and it's coming out from Devolver as, uh, uh Stories Untold, it's called. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, cause, cause it's weird, I don't really do interactive fiction, but I'd love to write a, an interactive fiction, weirdly. 
But I don't think there's any money in it, so I wouldn't do it, you know, as a a thing. I mean, that's the thing. I could totally game jam an interactive fiction, actually. I suppose. Game do jam. it. Yeah. Actually, I should do that, really. Because, yeah, it'd be good to take part in a game jam. But my, my the engine that I'll be using, because it's going to be home-coded, doesn't really lend itself to that at all. Um, and I don't want to learn Unity, because what's the point in learning something just for game jams? Um, well, I suppose it has worked out quite well for, for Mark, uh, we assume. But then he is deathly ill at home from that STI we mentioned earlier. So <laughs> perhaps he wouldn't have caught that if he hadn't been quite so successful and a player. Um, all those hookers. All them hookers. So many hookers. Oh, I hear he's just night and day. Getting them to shut up while we record the podcast. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Um, but they're lovely chaps. Um, <laughs> which is a cheap, cheap joke. And also quite homophobic. And I'm ashamed of that. Um, anyway, so that's coming out. Now, uh, also, um, Hydora wasn't what I, I would say is up there with our type in terms of brilliance uh of horizontal shooters uh and it came out free uh six years ago i think um from loco melito who uh, just keeps on producing the best arcade style games and he's making super hydora which is basically just remastering it adding a bunch of levels a bunch of monsters um enemies i should say really and uh and it's going to be coming out this year and i can't wait because because i don't know why he never charged for it because it's such a fucking good game and and hopefully it'll be coming out on you know, PS4 and that, because it is just the perfect arcade game. Yeah, so. he, has a, he has a real feel for that retro vibe, doesn't he? Yeah. So almost like he was born in the wrong decade. Yeah, absolutely. But at least he's in a decade where he can actually, you know, make them. I think sometimes he doesn't, like like some of his other games, they are too, too rock hard. Um, like, for instance, uh, uh, Maldita Castillo, I think it was called, the um, the one that actually came out last. It's like a ghouls and ghosts thing, and it is like, it is as fucking hard as ghouls and ghosts. You just need to get better. Yeah, but unfortunately that isn't an option as I am getting older and therefore worse. <laughs> so that's kind of sad. That's, you know, there's going to come a point where I can't play games. Um, and that is, at that point, just put a bullet in me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'll read books. It's fine. I've got loads of those. Uh, assuming I can still see. Oh my God. What if I can't see? I can get books on tape, it's alright. What if I'm deaf? Okay, well, you know, if that's happened, I've got other issues. Um, <laughs> so, the last bit of news, which I think is brilliant. So, I love Dark Souls 2. Funnily enough, I'm just planning on playing through it again um, with some friends at work. Uh, well, my old work. Um, and, because uh, there's no fucker on it, basically. But I, I never played through um, the Scholar of the First Sin edition. Um, and I really want to. Um, but... Some bits are. They've really increased the difficulty, and therefore having you know chaps to to go through it with will be nice. Um, and so, some big sort of Dark Souls two fans have, have basically said that okay, we're going to populate the game from this date. Um, there's this ring in the game you can wear, which sort of increases your chances of playing with people who have the same ring on and have the ring set to the same thing. And so they've given instructions on basically how to. Um, in- you know, increase your chances of meeting up with one of these people. Um, and basically from the 25th of February for three weeks, uh, they're going to be on there. So there will be the opportunity to engage in lots of jolly cooperation, which is, well, I think is really nice because, because that game is uh, a ghost town 
the it, moment. It also exposes a, a problem with modern gaming. Yeah. As everything goes online, mm. um, you get these weird situations where you, you're in a game that, that's so sparse mm. um, that you, you, they become unplayable. Yeah. And then eventually the, the servers get shut down. Yes, that is uh, very true. And well, I mean, my 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 main problem with Dark Souls Two was the fact that they fucked with the balances afterwards. It's like they produced a game that I really enjoyed, and then they went, "No, nope, you enjoyed that too much. We're ruining <laughs> it for you, Graham," um, because because it was just some some skills were a bit more a bit too powerful. I I enjoy cheesing games, you know. So um, I and I can't do that anymore. I wonder if that noise is going to come through. I just realised we left the dehumidifier dehumidifier on. It's fine. I can cut it out. I'll just, I'll just, you know, go into every single thing and every millisecond I'll cut up that noise. It's fine. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that's, that's kind of stuff that's going on. Um, I'd say, yeah, the big news really is though, the Steam Direct thing. That's, that has set the cat amongst the pigeons and I feel like it's going to be uh, a while before they actually announce what it is because it's not going away for a little while. So. Yeah, I'm not sure what, what problem they're trying to solve though, to be honest. The, the problem of having to do work. I know, but Greenlight can't really be that much effort for them, surely. Well, if it's any more than no effort, then I think that's the issue. I think they do, as you say, I think they just want to make it into a delivery mechanism. Um, and then, therefore, I mean, once they, you know, once they say, oh, you are a developer, then they never have to worry about it again. Just stick your game on in the future. But, you know, pay us the between 100 and $5,000 or whatever it is. If it's 5000 oof, that would it's be It's recoverable, though, isn't it? So. Yes. So I assume their cut, they just wouldn't take their cut until it's... Yeah. Effectively, you're paying in advance to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the Steam platform. But, but they've been saying that actually there are more games making, you know, 200,000 in their first couple of months as a result of their the way their discoverability works now. In that it kind of goes, oh, you like these kind of games? Well, we're going to show you more of these kind of games. So... Which I don't know about, because it's sometimes it's like, well, I'm sick of those, because I've been playing loads of that type of game. Yeah, I show don't me like a different type. that echo chamber type type yeah. discovery yeah because i like a variety of things yeah yeah i don't always like chinese food oh i do so sometimes i want a, a curry yeah yeah fair enough i mean that's it right? we are we are we are renaissance men <laughs> um this is the most overstated thing ever so uh oh, oh fucking hell now i'm getting a fucking phone call all right who is it it's, it's mum right she's going she's she is going to answer phone Call declined. Well, I'm going to hear about that later. Um, so, uh, reviews. This is shonkier than usual. <laughs> Mark was the thing that actually kept us all together. Um, strangely, there's been no fingers up bums yet. Hey, maybe that was Mark, yeah. <laughs> um, right, so. Uh, do you want to do yours first? Uh, sure, yes. Okay, because you've been playing a game. I have been playing a game. T- tell me, what is the game called? Uh, the Bug Butcher. Tell me about the game. Um, it's it's quite literally a, a Pang clone, um, in that it takes the gameplay virtually wholesale. Okay. Um, it does have it has. Um, I mean, for those people who don't know, Pang Pang is a a two D shooter where you. Um, almost like a single screen platform shooter but you can only shoot upwards yeah and the enemies bounce around the screen some yeah. with gravity some without gravity when you shoot them they split into two and like asteroids to... yeah and eventually you have to eliminate yeah. them 
I feel like, like if you don't know Pang, saying, oh, what about this game from 30 years before Pang? Do you know that? <laughs> Asteroids <laughs> is not the greatest example. <laughs> but in the, the game does have two modes. It has a, an adventure mode and um, the classic panic mode, which mm. is what I, I always associate Pang with. Mm. Um, and, I mean... If you like Pang, you will like this game. Oh, that is the weakest source review. <laughs> it, because it literally is um, Pang with uh, nicer graphics. Yeah. Although you were saying you didn't like the graphics. I don't, right, yeah. So it's the the look of it. It's, mon- it's, it's aliens and stuff like that. And But the uh, the look is, it's that cartoon look. It's like a high, high def, flat colours cartoon look that originally was done, um, I think, like flash games had this look and and it just reminds me whenever i see it of alien hominid which was absolute dog shit um so that's why it kind of puts me off um oh oh my god my mum sent a text message <laughs> she doesn't know how to send text messages okay no it's just a free call alert okay that's fine that was <laughs> that was really confusing because my mum is an absolute fucking technophobe it's, it's not um, as, not as bad as when my mum tried to t- send a text message. All right, and she uh, she tried to send it to her sister. She sent it to her house phone. Oh, but then they read it out, don't they? But not only that, she couldn't find the space key because it was the old style where you have to press multiple times for each. Oh, uh, uh, right, okay. So she so. put full stops where every space. So it sounded be. like like an old style telegram. <laughs> so so when they read it out, they and it's a proper person that reads it out. It's oh. not an automated reader. Oh, is it not? Well, it wasn't at the time. Oh. And the person <laughs> rang them up and said, Hi, stop. <laughs> How, stop. That is ah, the, stop. the weirdest job. It was you, you show, some, show some fucking initiative. Go, do you know what? I don't think these full stops <laughs> are actually meant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a bit of initiative and uh, not use them. That's it mad. Was, it was hilarious. She's never texted ever again. Oh, okay. Well, apparently nor has my mother because she, <laughs> she has the similarly crappy old phone. Um, I'm sure it was nothing important. It'd be fine. I'll give her a call afterwards. Uh, yeah. So, what was? Oh, yeah. You're playing the bug butcher, weren't you? Yeah. I mean, um, they've they've tried to um, um, expand it a little with the adventure mode, where it has a little bit of story, uh, the arcade mode. Sorry, and uh, it has a little bit more you know to it than pang but it's i think the pang um, mechanic is limited it's it's almost mm. like the the pong mechanic there's yeah. only so much you can do even like the breakout mechanic you, they're, they're great mechanics and you can have a lot of fun with them but yeah there's only so far you can take it there was another game that did pang recently it wasn't there oh motherfucker there was some other game that did Pang recently, but then did did actually do quite bonkers things with it. It was um, it's Game Boy style graphics, and it's like set on a pirate ship. Um, but also what, one of the things is you change the direction of gravity in it and stuff like that. It was um, yeah. I have not heard of this, but I will be checking it out. Okay, right, I'll find it because because I remember my friend John Burley was like, ah, oh, that game looks good. That's the sort of thing I'd make shit. It's Cause I do enjoy Pang. That's hence why I, I picked up the Bug Butcher. Well, then I've got some good news for you. Because <laughs> there's another game that's a bit like that. Um, I'll, have, yeah, I'll dig it out. I'll find it. I'm sure it's on PC as well, I'm sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, how much are you giving it out of 10? 
I'd give it a solid eight out of ten. Oof, that's, that's very good. For it's Pang. a it's a very good version of Pang. If yeah. you know, I mean, I enjoy Pang. It looks nice, no mm. matter what you say. Well, no, that, <laughs> I mean that. I am fully aware that this is a a problem that I have, as opposed to a problem that it has. So yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'll get over it. Um, I've been playing Resident Evil Seven, um, which I wasn't going to buy, but then Amazon had that thing where it was like, oh, if you spend fifty quid, we'll give you ten pounds back. So I bought it and something else. Um, the uh, what's it called? Oh, Little Nightmares, which is coming out in April. Um, and uh, it's fucking brilliant. I love it. I've completed it three times so far, and I've started on my fourth while you were here. Funnily enough, yeah. um, and uh, it's great. It's really, really uh, ace. It's it's very much like the original in that it's set in a big spooky house full of shitty puzzles. The puzzles are crap for the most part because it is just a case of oh, there's a door with a scorpion on it. You need a scorpion key. Oh, fine, okay. The only nice puzzle in it is they have these um these sometimes projectors set up in rooms and they're projecting onto uh, a painting and then there's like a white space on the painting and you'll find an object and you have to rotate the object so that it, its shadow is the right shape to fit into the um uh into the the uh the, the silhouette uh which is quite cool because the objects will look nothing like the thing that they are portraying they're kind of staggered in 3D so that they're kind of like like exploded effectively and that's cool um but it's you know it's just a case of rotate it a bit that way and then that way and oh, done so and there's like four of them in the game so it doesn't really add up to much uh, overall but um the actual the, the atmosphere and the the shooty shoot is so good i mean it's in, impossibly detailed for a game that's running at 60 frames on a modern console, it looks beautiful. It's like a really richly made uh, world. And yeah, they've made their own engine for it. And um, I'm sure they will be running that thing into the fucking ground. Um, and it's, it is properly scary. Um, because it's got this feeling like that I haven't felt in their games since Resident Evil 4. In Resident Evil 4, there's a bit where you go into the first village and then, um, this guy with a chainsaw shows up and chases you all over the fucking place uh, until you get a gun and kill him. And it is terrifying because you feel like when you're running away from him, he's right behind you. And this does that as well because it has it has these characters called the Baker family and they will chase you, particularly Jack, the father. Um, and and you just kind of have to give him the runaround in his own house. And it is, it is scary because you feel like he's right behind you. Um... And yeah, it's brilliant. I'm uh, absolutely uh, loving it. And what's quite nice is, is if you are a bit of a cowardy cat like me, you can play it on easy and then it'll unlock a bunch of nice things to make it easier for when you play it on normal mode and then play it on hard mode. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a return to form. Um, it has a bit of pacing issue in that it's brilliant when it's in the house and, uh, but then it kind of goes to this other location and it's just, it just feels like oh, they've knocked that up in a day compared to how richly detailed the house is. It's like, oh, it's a bunch of corridors. Um, so it, yeah, it can't sort of sustain that, that wonderfully dense feel. But, um, it is, uh, no, it's a very special game indeed. And, um, I've, I've, I've got my money's worth out of it. I've really loved it. Um, so yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with number eight because, I imagine after how successful this has been, they're going to press ahead with that. I think it has sold uh, gangbusters. Um, so, yeah, it's very good. I would give it 9 out of 10. 
Yeah. How about them apples? That's a, okay. That's a lot of things out of ten. Uh, <laughs> what else have we got? Oh, we've got Kickstarter as well, which is weird, because it seems like everyone's launching their Kickstarter now. It seems like come January, all the people who've been waiting to launch like a, you know, an actual half-decent Kickstarter to do it, and then the rest of the year, there is fuck all of any <laughs> note. Just deranged people trying to set up Minecraft servers, or open an arcade in their garage, or any of that other shit that you we normally see. I mean, there's still plenty of that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's still the, the signal to noise ratio is still very unhealthy, but the amount of uh, of good stuff is just, or or at least interesting stuff is much higher. And I think we had this the same thing last year that around January a bunch of interesting Kickstarters launched. I don't know. It seems like everyone's got together and decided that's when you do it. Um. So, because normally, yeah, we are properly, it's very difficult to find anything of note. Um, but yeah, so there's Apocalypse Now, which is the ridiculous <laughs> one. This was actually announced ages ago. They've only got about 12 days left and they're not going to make it because they've only got, I think they've only got about 171,000 of the 900,000 they want. And it's bonkers. I mean, it seems like they want to make a survival horror game. And there's some game footage now, or rather engine test footage, which is probably just baked gameplay. Which doesn't look too bad, really. I'm sure it's just done in Unity or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's weird. It seems like they just want to make a version of the movie that you play through. Yeah, no, it's it's an odd one. It's like the Friday the 13th, not the Friday the 13th, what was it? Uh, Yeah, it was Friday the 13th. Was it Friday the 13th? You're talking about the, the, the Crystal Lake Camp Vaughan? Yeah. yeah. Jason Voorhees one. Yes, yeah. that one, yes. Um, it's like that. that they, they've just gone, let's just take a a, a, a movie and just half-heartedly... Yeah, I mean, that makes sense because there's like that asymmetric thing going on with Friday the 13th. And also, <laughs> although it is basically... Is it Dead by Dawn is the other one that's basically the same thing? A serial killer versus some people who want to escape? Hmm. I'm just, I'm just fearful that uh, Kickstarter is going to become the ocean software of. Yeah. Okay. And but and what is weird because both of those have got the involvement of the people who came on with it in the first place as well. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, um, is it Michael DeLuke? I forget. I forget the name of the chap, but the person who was properly involved in the original Friday the Thirteenth, he's involved in the game, and equally, there's like you know Francis Ford Coppola's actually. You know, I recorded a message at least for the the Kickstarter. Um, it, it's very odd, but yeah, I, I as as a game, it's I I don't see what it brings because well, a movie franchise just sell the license to a company. Yeah, but everyone's trying to you know self finance these things these days, aren't they? They're just it's. I don't see that. That's what Kickstarter's for. No, no, okay, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, this is like this is some people who've got some money behind them. Um, yes. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Um, I mean, I'm sure if they shopped Apocalypse Now to a few studios, they would easily find a buyer for it. Possibly, but I bet they'd want to make something. They'd just want to turn it into Rainbow Six or whatever. They'd want to turn it into standard shooty shoot in the jungle. And I think they want to do something a bit more different. A bit more, a bit more different. That's terrible English. A bit. Oh shit, I can't think of a better way of saying that. <laughs> My brain is just mush. Um, I do think they want to do something more unique. There we go. Um, but, you can't, but something more unique. Oh, let's go. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Basically, what it seems what they want to do is just tell the story of the movie and turn it into an interactive movie like the bad old days. 
which is um, odd. I don't know. I, I get the feeling that uh, well, it's not going to happen, so I guess we're never going to find out what this thing was going to be. It's, you know. Well, we might, because they might just shop it around to some studios and get it made that way. Well, given that they've they've demonstrated that no one in the public, air, you know, in the public want it, given yeah, how they've even destroyed there. its chances before it started. Yeah, it's probably for the best, because otherwise, you know, they, they, you know, that was a good film. Um, I believe I've not seen it. Uh, it's um, it's probably probably for the best that people don't, you know, have their memories of that tarnished by. You know, taking that game and sticking in Pong's gameplay <laughs> on that movie. Um, that's probably not what they were going to do. Uh, Beautiful Desolation um, from the people who made Stasis. That looks quite nice, doesn't it? It looks okay. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, they, they seem to have done a lot of work in terms of, you know, like videos and stuff like that. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a demo they have for the engine. Yeah, Kane, I think that's called. Yeah. Um, it's not my cup of tea. But it's it's nice that these games are still being made, and and they're bankable as well because they did Stasis. Well, well, yeah. So this is the interesting thing because obviously they did Stasis and that did quite well for them. So I'm not quite sure why they need money from Kickstarter because because they want you to be involved in the process. Ah, they want my money to be involved in the process. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it is free money. Effectively, it's pre-sales at this point, isn't it? And plus, all the money that was in the company has been removed through dividends. Yes, well, you're telling me that's how I should do things. <laughs> Apparently, I've been learning from Dave what not to do as an indie dev um, by following his example. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, he is not a company. Do not do what I did. Yeah, because uh, the tax man will stick a big knife up your bum. Uh, Sunless Skies, the sequel to Sunless Seas. That's uh, Again, another Kickstarter. Another Kickstarter. Yeah. Again, they, I mean, they did pretty well. I mean, that game did got a lot of publicity, and I'm pretty sure sold more than six copies. Yeah. So, but again, I suppose, you know, we want you to be involved, blah, 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 blah. Again, at this point, I think Kickstarter is, you know, a publicity tool. Cause I, it, I think it always was. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. For for a certain section yeah. of developers. Yeah. For those ones, effectively, they are sort of the AAA indies, I, I suppose. You know, they're making very good products yeah. um, or high profile products, but obviously of a smaller scale. Um, so, so that's turned up on there and, you know, you read it, watch the video and it is kind of, it's intriguing. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to play it. I don't think. But, but basically, <laughs> just to explain, there's been a really awkward edit because I, I admitted something I shouldn't admit. <laughs> that, that would get me into trouble with a friend. Graham is a naughty boy. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> I'm a very bad boy. Um, I don't like saying that. It's very sexual, isn't it? I've been a bad boy. You should spank me, Dave. No. No? I'm not. Try my best. Um, so yeah, Sun the Skies, blah. Uh, what else? Oh, there was another one. What was it? Oh, the pedestrian. That's that game where you're a little chap on a toilet sign, on signs, and you go between the signs. Yeah, but, nice I, idea. Nice idea. Yeah, I've seen it done before, though. It's very polished. Yeah. I've seen it done before, yes. Um, so I don't know what it offers. I mean, I think there's a story they want to tell through it, but oh, give a shit, mate. I've got my own story I need to tell. <laughs> um, so I mean, I, nothing against it. Yeah, I don't. Again, know how, I don't think it looks too special. Yeah, no, it doesn't look very interesting. And so, like, there was nothing about the puzzle mechanics. It just, all you do is you move the bits of sign about, connect up the entrances, and then they are linked. So 
Yeah, it doesn't seem difficult or anything. It seems, if anything, it rather over-empowers you. So, uh, we'll see, I guess. Um, but then there was this weird game called uh, Undungeon, um, which is, it looks, it reminds me of Hyperlight Drift Drifter a bit, except the gameplay looks much more sort of slow-paced and... Um, yeah, I couldn't figure out if it was um, like to, to, almost twin stick shooter or point and click. Yeah, yeah, it's not very clear the actual, what you're actually doing in terms of gameplay. The video kind of revels in this kind of, oh, is this a skill tree thing you're seeing? That's yeah, unlocking? it was like symbols being unlocked, but then yeah. never explained what what they were. And yeah, <laughs> and so I think it's trying to go for that hyperlight drifter kind of ob- obtuseness, deliberate obtuseness. But it looks like it's had a lot of work in it. Yeah, and I like that because it does look a bit bonkers and weird. And I do like a bit of bonkers weirdness. Yeah, almost like someone's labour of love. Yeah, quite sort of Mobius-like in terms of the sort of settings and stuff. Um, yeah, so it's an interesting one. Definitely watch it. But in terms of gameplay, it might be a bag of shit. <laughs> um, quite possibly. Um, oh, and then there was Sundered, which is done by the people who did Jotun. Which is like this, it's a, again, it's one of the, one of these weird things where it's a procedurally generated Metroidvania, which, I mean, if you're playing that for more than a couple of hours, I don't understand why it's procedural because I, I like my maps to be, you know, carefully handcrafted. Um, and I'm not going to play it more than that, you know, twice. I get the feeling it's ultra hard because it says that every time you die, you spend the stuff that you had, that you died with on unlocking new abilities. And that's kind of where the Metroidvania thing comes from. But it seems like you're going to be playing a lot of the same bosses again and again and again, that means. But visually, I just didn't think it looked as good as Jotun. No, I don't. Like, again, again, it's that, it's that high res art style. It's not pixely. It's, it's not 3D. Still, it, it just didn't seem as well, as well done. No. But then maybe that's what they need the money for to, to, to do it proper like. Because Jotun had those, like, dramatic set pieces almost, which mm. you would think this would have. It even shows a giant bug type thing attacking yeah. you as one of the bosses. And it just, just didn't. Didn't seem the quality. No. Plus, the person who does the video is really fucking smug. And for some <laughs> reason, they, they've got two cameras on him, and they're basically very similar angles. Yeah, they do it, an A-B a, setup, and just they're both yeah. from very similar angles. It's, it just looks weird. It's like, why did you do that? Why did you cut there? <laughs> what? Oh, that slightly annoyed me, but smug as well. Um, although not as smug, actually, as um, liquid metal. I don't fucking understand this. This is really weird. This game, it's, it's like, this, the, the video is really polished. And they've hired good voice actors. At least, they've hired Tom Kane, who's a brilliant voice actor. Um, who we, we use for Gandalf, actually, on, on Lego. Um, and for various other things, because he's a brilliant voice actor. He actually does most, uh, loads of stuff for Disney. Um, in their, their parks and stuff like that. He does like, he's like the voice of Disney. Um, and he, he's great. And, and it's a really polished, uh, video. And the game is the least imaginative thing I've ever, ever seen. The characters are unimaginative. The world is unimaginative. It's all robots, so they're just built out of primitives. Yeah, and all the materials in the on the just, textures and yeah, stuff, yeah, just, just shiny. Look, look yeah. Really, last gen. Yeah, it looks utter. It looks like a really unimaginative. Being so polished and seems to have so much money thrown into it, it just yeah, looks yeah. I mean, it looks like Daddy's funded this. Yeah. Um, frankly, and the, the perks are like oh. There's all these perks which are like horrible t-shirts with their shitty art on and then all oh, is a hundred page book about, about all about the world in which this game is set. Stop chopping down trees for that shit. No one cares about your shitty world with your stupid boy band haircut. <laughs> 
the host of this one annoyed me too. Um, and, uh, and oh, also we're making a full length documentary about the making of this piece of shit. Who, who cares? Who cares about how you made a piece of shit? I can just stick a cat. I can, I can stick a GoPro in my toilet and do that. It's, it's utter. It, I don't understand it. It seems like they seem to think, or the lead of this seems to think that he's making some really great product when he's, he's making the most bland me too PS2 level piece of shit I've ever seen. To, to be honest, there's nothing wrong with the game per se as just if he released it. Yeah. Um, it's just this bizarre self-belief. It's the fact with all the production value to, yeah. to the Kickstarter, it just is disproportionate to the quality of the product there. Yeah, it's, I don't understand it and, it, and it annoyed me as a result. Uh, I get annoyed very easily. Um, and then there's two other things. Uh, one thing I'm going to mention, it looks, uh, it's, what's it called? Uh, Deep World Survival something? It, basically, they've taken Limbo's art style. Uh, the only reason I mention it is that the health gauge looks a bit like a cock and balls. That is really all I took from the video. Plus, I cannot understand what he's saying. Um, he's speaking English, but I genuinely can't understand it. It's, 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 it's like, um, you know, in Twin Peaks, the guy who speaks backwards. It's like that. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Um, and then the last thing uh, to mention is a good old fashioned batshit crazy game, which looks janky as anything, has terrible animation, uh, and loads. It just looks mental. I love a mental game. And that is called Organ Quarter. Um, and it, just watch the video. It's great. Um, the environments look like they're from the PS1. Uh, it's, it's weird. There's, there's some little segments in the video where it gets all psychedelic and, um, like walls are falling away and there's all these psychedelic textures behind them and all. And that looks really interesting. I wouldn't say yeah. it looks good. No. <laughs> I would far from say it looks That's good. A, it's a VR game. It's going to make you fucking puke. But it, it looks, that looks kind of interesting in a, in a, in a weird kind of way. Mm. But that looks as though it's just been done for the actual trailer. I don't think, I think it was, I, it doesn't look like it's in game to me. I suspect he's looking at a wall during those segments. There's like a wall that does that, that you definitely don't want to look at in the game because it will just make you vomit. <laughs> um, but it's just bonkers. Um, yeah. So that was, I, I, I like it on those grounds, uh, basically. Yeah. Can, um, can I add one more to that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eight doors. Oh, eight doors. Yes. I forgot about this. Um, what was it again? It's, it's just a, a it looks like a, an RPG, J, almost like a JRPG hmm. um, where the the battles look turn-based. I think they're actually real-time, but it's like a you have like a cool-down bar. Oh, oh, yes, it was the one that looked a bit like Super Mario RPG. Yeah, and it, just the, the art style and, and some of the dialogue, just, it, it just seemed like a quite an interesting uh, take on the genre. It, it just basically wasn't uh, RPG maker. Yeah, what, I suppose what, that's what it. appealed to me. I suppose that's all you need to stand out, really, yeah. <laughs> is to not be fucking RPG Maker DX. But it was like a very um, desaturated, sketchy yeah. kind of style. Yeah. And also set in... Um, the afterlife, wasn't it? Yeah, but almost like a feudal Japan mm. uh, setting. Um, there was lots of katanas and, and uh, Japanese-style dress and things. So it just seemed like a, an, an, an interesting um, environment. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, so that's Kickstarter, which is, you know, a, a surprisingly high proportion of things that actually... Yeah, generally good. I mean, it's not backed any of them, but... Um, no. 
I'm not mental. <laughs> Let's not go that far. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the closest one I come to backing, I think, will be probably Undungeon, I think. Um, just to find out what it is. Yeah. Yeah. In part, I suppose. I'll just maybe I'll look at the uh, the updates. But I was stung by Hyperlight Drifter. So. Yeah. No, I wasn't. I I I, I liked it. Although, I, no, I didn't back it at the time. I didn't back it. But and then then I liked it. So. No. Oh, poor Dave. Poor Dave. Uh, anything else? I I think we've whizzed through that. Yeah. Hang on. How long has it taken us? Oh, you know, we've almost hit an hour. So that's all right. Considering we haven't had Mark here blathering on. Yeah, and we haven't liabled him. I think he's liable. Liable is... I mean, is that not different? Liable as as opposed to liable. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. All right, well, then we should do that. We should libel him. Okay, what should we say Dave's done? No, Mark's done. No, Mark. Don't say I'm just so it. used to doing it when you're not here. Because um, you're off having babies. Um, all right, what has Mark done? Um, fingered Gabe Newell? Should we say he's done that? I don't know if that, that's not libel, really. It's slandering Mark, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I can't think of anything. And that's not bad. No, not necessarily. I mean, if they were both willing. Yeah, they might, they might be part of a loving relationship. Yeah. I mean, that would explain a lot of his success. Um, <laughs> uh, no, he makes it's nothing gr- to do with his talent. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we don't like him. Uh, <laughs> no, we do, obviously. He's a, he's a lovely guy. He's doing very well. I wish him all the best with his travels around the world. Um, <laughs> crazy. Uh, right. Okay. That's it then, isn't it? Yep. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.